Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I am your other host, Becky Grimlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... <laughs> Wednesdays are for podcasts. We were laughing so hard a minute ago we forgot what day it was. I did. I was like, Thursday. what we Wednesday. were doing. What are we doing? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. <laughs> we're talking about horror. Okay, so... Yeah. You guys, we are bringing an episode that we probably should have done forever ago. Um, I can't believe we haven't talked we about these movies. We both were like, this is wild that we just kind of forgot these movies ever existed. And uh, tonight we are talking about I Know What You Did Last Summer and its sequel, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, And we're not really going to talk about all Always Know Things. Yeah. Uh, that movie doesn't exist. I literally found out three days ago that they made a third one. Like, you didn't movie. know about that one? I had no clue. I've seen it. Till we were re- Oh, I'm sorry. It's not good. <laughs> That's why. it look- I looked at it. I was like, what? Yeah, no. It- no. I've seen it one time. And to be quite honest with you, I was on my phone half of it. So I don't even know what happened. Oh, my God. It was like when I made the mistake of what? Did you know that they made a sequel to Cruel Intentions? Nope. Cause it's a bit <laughs> sweet, Sampa. So any of us out there, it's like the that unfortunately watched played on the. Any of us that unfortunately watched the third, uh, I always know what you did last, or the sequel to Cruel Intentions, we're kind of all in the same boat of how just god awful horrible those movies were and never should have ever happened, ever. Yeah, if you didn't know, there is a third movie called I'll always know what you did we will not be talking about that because i didn't know until three days ago it even existed yeah it's not good and that's the review so we're moving on all (laughs) right um really what kind of brought this to the forefront is now there's been talks of an act an actual uh third movie that will be bringing back uh jennifer love hewitt and freddie prince jr and their original characters is julian ray and i am here for it i'm here for it you know, I'm loving that Halloween, Halloween started this trend. Yeah. Scream, all of these movies are now coming back with the original And I'm over cast here waiting for I'm right loving now it. on Elm Street. I am, I'm living for it. I'm, I'm loving all of these franchises doing this. Well, it, it's introducing, you know, I, I know we say don't fuck with the original and it's, it's not though. It's real. What I think is you can is fuck with the original if you do it correctly. If you do it the right way, <laughs> that's and just. And it's also introducing a whole new audience to these mm-hmm. movies. You know, because yes, I don't I like I don't like love... to think of how old these. I don't like to think of how old. <laughs> because I love the fact that because you know, scream in my mind, it it still is not that old. <laughs> when you were talking earlier about someone being a fucking naive nitwit and saying that this is the highest grossing one because Nev Campbell isn't in it. He was 19, um, so he was a nitwit. <laughs> Sorry to 19. I <laughs> really like what's happening right now with the Scream series, though, because Jenna Ortega, listen, Jenna Ortega is taking off in the horror community right now. I'm so happy. And so many young, we're talking like, like preteens, early teens are so in love with her. That she is to them what Nev Campbell, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Heather Langenkamp was to us. So I'm loving seeing her doing these big franchises, getting into Wednesday, possibly being in Beetlejuice 2. Like, 
she is like a driving force right now. And she's bringing so many new people to the Scream series where these people are seeing the, the newer ones. And they're like, well, I want to go back and watch the old ones, you know, kind of thing. And it's really opening up the world of horror to new fans and younger fans. And I'm here for it. I horror is something I never want to gatekeep. And I love that no. Jenna Ortega is becoming an icon in horror where she's becoming a scream queen for the for the younger generations that are coming up. Well, and horror is getting finally more and more uh mainstream crossover. And mm -hmm. uh you know, you're you're having horror film directors really really bring that cross James Wan, Jordan Peele, you're having these amazing director directors really bring it to the forefront. So, I'm here for it. Um yeah, I am excited we get to talk about this tonight because, like I said, it's a shock that we've never talked about it. So, um, I know what you did last summer came out in 1997. And I was uh, four. It has a currently a 5.8 on IMDb. Um, I remember, I mean, I, this movie, like, it was just, it's crazy. It was crazy because of the cast. In the 90s, because everybody knew who these guys were. And you were following their careers. And, yeah, I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prinze Jr., Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, Ryan Phillippe. And Freddie Prinze Jr. has, and it's so cute, because now Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar, Sarah Michelle Gellar are married and have been together forever. And mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy because this was like the first movie they met on. And you're like, it's kind of like Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Like they've survived so many years, even though they were on and off, but still regardless. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's this, the timing of this movie in the nineties with the cast that it had just, it, it, it had a chokehold. Um, you know, mainstream, it probably didn't do very well, but I loved it. I I, I really like this movie. It's not my favorite by any means, but as a like offshoot slasher film, it's actually pretty good. Like one of the ones that doesn't necessarily have 15 films in the franchise. Yeah, but. I mean, it was always said that both movies were mixed by critics, but it did it was credited along with Scream with re revitalizing the slasher genre. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, yeah, it was I was all for it. Once Scream came out, I mean I was like you guys know, if you've been a longtime fan of the podcast, I have been a longtime horror fan. I have seen the ebbs and flows of horror over the years in the nineties with Scream and these movies. I mean, it really brought it back. You were like, Oh, finally, this is this is exactly what we need. And it had these like big all-star cast that everybody knew i mean i i love party of five so when i got to mm -hmm. see nev gamble and jennifer love you in, in horror films i was like oh this is fucking great you know because they were just at they these these actresses these actors all had these big careers already and now they've gone into the horror genre so you're like oh i'm i'm, I'm all for it all for it um so the the movie I know what you did last summer is actually kind of loosely based on a book. Casper didn't even know. This I is new didn't information. find out until a couple of days ago. There was a, it was written in 1973 by Lois Duncan. And it was called, I know what you did last summer. But the plot 
of the book is vastly different than the plot of the movie. Um, and I think really the only thing that they took from the book was the characters' names. Julie, Ray, Barry, Helen. They they took all of the names from the characters, but the stories are totally different. There's there's no guy with a hook. There's nobody. I mean, this the storylines are totally different. Um there was a Amazon Prime series called I Know What You Did Last Summer, but it only lasted one season. And I think it really confused viewers because it was actually an adaptation of the book, not the movie. And again, like I said, the book and the movie, besides the character names, vastly different, vastly different. So um, who knows? The show might be good. I've never seen it. Didn't even know the show existed till we were researching the movie. Um, so the movie really actually draws more inspiration from the urban legend of the hook. And if anybody knows this urban legend, they even actually talk about it in the mm -hmm, beginning of the, of the movie where a couple is making out in their car and they hear a sound and they, and it's a guy that, uh, it's like an escape mental patient and he scratched up the car with the hook or he left the hook on the door. They even mention it in the movie urban legend that we did an episode, which is one, that was another horror movie I loved in the it's 90s. It's a great movie. Um, so yeah, it actually... This movie actually talks, it, it kind of goes more into the hook killer than it does the original storyline of the book. It kind of capitalizes more on that urban legend than it does anything. Does it, does um, it bring you back? <laughs> I'm telling you no. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But I'm not. So, uh... It starts off where it's July 4th. Julie and Ray are a couple. Mark. Helen and Barry are a couple. Also, can I say, Ryan Phillippe plays a total dickhead in this movie. He really like, does. I think he's just... He has one of those faces. He's cute, I, but he can absolutely I'm, be a dick. Kind of hurry in real life. Like Emma Roberts. <clears throat> anyway. Um... <laughs> So they, uh, they're high school kids. They just graduated. There's this big party, you know, summer party, whatever. They were talking about going off to college, all the stuff they're going to do. They're all drunk. They're driving. They hit this guy in the middle of the road. They're like, holy shit. What do we, what did we do? They think the guy's dead. Well, I should start by saying, because this kind of threw me off because I hadn't seen the movie in so long. The movie actually originally starts where you see this young guy and he's sitting on this cliff and he's and he's drinking and he's drunk and he's looking at this picture of his girlfriend and he just looks really distraught and you're like kind of confused. You don't know what's going on. So by the time Barry, Helen, Ray and Ju Julie hit this guy, you think it's this guy from the beginning of the movie that he was drunk. Like, why was he up there? What's going on? They think they killed him. They're like, you know, Barry's this rich kid. We can't tell anybody. We're going to go to jail, yada, yada, yada. They decide to throw him in the water and just be done with it. 
Well, come to find out he was still alive because he grabbed him. But they were just like, nah, we're not going to worry about it. Which I'm just like... No, we're not going to worry about, about it. about the premise of the beginning of this movie was kind of like, who in the fuck hits a guy in the middle of the road and is going to be like, we're just going to cover up and act like this didn't happen. The that only happens in movies. I just, I just oh, want yeah. people to know that that only happens in movies that you would ever do that. Nobody, nobody's actually doing that and getting away with it. Nobody like, is not, doing that. That's wild. So the following year, uh, Julie's in college. Um, Helen was supposed to have gone to New York. That didn't happen. She's working at her sister's. Uh, she's working at a. Uh, like a clothing store with her sister. It very much looks like Dillard's. Barry uh, <laughs> was supposed to be this big football star. That didn't happen. He's still in with his rich parents. Uh, Ray did not go to college. He uh, is working on a fishing boat like his dad did. So their lives pretty much got turned upside down from that summer of killing this guy and trying to cover it up. So they their lives kind of fall to shit a year later. And then as all this is going on, Julie gets a letter that says, I know what you did last summer. And you're like, oh, well, here we go. So it brings them all back together. And now they're all trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Um, so they think, um, and I totally forgot that this was Jonathan or Jonathan <laughs> Galecki um, from Big Bang Theory. Um he plays Max, who was this kid that had a crush on Julie in the beginning of the movie that happened to drive by right after they hit this guy, but they covered it up. So they think it's Max fucking with them. Well, uh, the real hook killer actually kills Max. So they know it's not Max. They're like, okay, well, we know he didn't do it. Also, um, that was a really good kill. I really great, liked Max's kill. I actually would like to say for the record in this whole franchise even that was my sequel, favorite there kill. are some great great kills like even whatever you think about these movies they both had some great kills mm -hmm. i i personally think they had great kills um barry gets attacked after he leaves the gym he doesn't get killed though um so now all this sh now shit's going going around so julie's like okay maybe we should investigate who who this is who we think this might be she does some research and finds the name of a guy named David Egan that died that same night. And Helen and Julie go to David's sister house, um, who was played by Anne Heche, R.I.P. She passed away. Um, and David's sister, Missy, is explaining to them that... Uh, you know, she's going on about her brother, that he was distraught over his girlfriend. Um, oh, what was it? Wasn't he, he was driving, I think. And, oh, there was some, David and the girlfriend, I think there was a, there was a car accident too. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the girlfriend died. So the girl that we see in his, the, the picture that he's looking at. That's David that we yeah, see in the beginning of the David. movie. We figure out that's David. And the picture he's looking at is his girlfriend that died. And I believe it was a car accident where he lived and she died. 
Yeah, I believe that's correct. But he was acquitted or whatever. Um, so his sister thinks that he killed himself because they do find his body washed up later. And mm -hmm. that's what everybody thinks that they that this was David. Julie, all of them are like, well, it's David. David's the one that we killed. And so she feels horrible afterwards and is like, you know, I can't believe, I can't believe we killed this guy after what happened to his girlfriend. This is awful. Um, but she mentions something about a guy coming to visit her to pay his respects. Um, the sister did, Missy. And said that the guy said that his name was uh, Billy Blue. Well, you end up finding out later that that was actually Ray. We didn't know who it was. It's because his ship was named his Billy Blue. Boat's named Bli Billy Blue. Billy Blue. Billy Blue. Um, so this whole time they're feeling, so now Helen and Julie feel terrible. They think they killed this innocent guy. Um, and then that same night, this hook killer who... We don't know who it is at this point. Um, he sneaks into, I don't know how you sneak into somebody's house that, or like nobody was paying attention. This guy came in the house and he cut off Helen's hair and wrote soon on her mirror. The next morning, Julie is driving. She finds Max's corpse in the trunk of her car. Mm -hmm. So now they know Max is dead. When she goes to get Julie and, uh, or when Julie goes to get Helen and Barry, the corpse is gone. They find Ray. Now Barry's pointing the finger and saying Ray did it. Um, Ray got a threatening letter. So now they're like, nobody knows anything. They're fighting each other. There's all this shit going on. I have a on. question. How in the fuck are you going to remove an entire corpse from a trunk that's got crabs all that over made no it sense and to actually me. decomposing now that's to have nothing in the trunk made no sense to me how that quick you got a trunk full of crabs and a dead decomposing body in and out of her trunk that fucking quick or out, and you didn't have quick. crabs or any type of sludge or gushiness and then it, again, going from this the is car. in the middle of this neighborhood <laughs> in the middle of the day She's in the middle of the street. What are you waiting for, huh? What? She's screaming. What's this town? Can somebody? Nobody live in Southport, North Carolina. We're, we're adding that town. We're adding Southport. Can somebody please write a horror movie? Even though I don't think this is a fictional. Southport is, a is an actual town in North Carolina. I'm sorry. You might actually, in, in real life, you might be a great town. And this movie is terrible. <laughs> People Can somebody... screaming in the middle of the day, dead bodies in the trunk. Nobody pays attention. No. Nobody sees somebody pulling a dead guy. Nothing. Out of a trunk full Nobody of crabs. Nobody sees anything. Can somebody please write a horror movie of the from the POV of the people in the town that I hear this love shit? This. Because listen, have you seen Frozen 2 yet? No. Somebody made it's a TikTok so where Elsa starts singing in the middle of the night and it's the it's the town like waking up to her singing and I'm like I need that but I a know, horror movie. Exactly. Where someone's just screaming in the background. The keys. And nobody keys. it's in the middle of the night and nobody does any nobody does anything. Nobody, nobody does peeks shit. out the window, mm -hmm. nothing. Did you hear that, honey? Someone's needing keys. Someone is screaming keys in the it's literally 1 a.m. Nope, didn't hear anything. Let's go to bed. All right, honey, let's go to bed. Wow. Wow. Like, I don't...
If my neighbor's dog is barking too fucking much, I'm at least like, what the fuck is going on? Nobody, if I heard somebody screaming in the middle of the night, I'm not going outside, but I'm at least get now wellness check. Um, I think something's going on. Like no, nothing. Just, okay. That's great. So they set up this thing where Helen is supposed to be, uh, involved in the 4th of July parade because she was involved in the 4th of July parade. But I guess she's like the town. They do this like pageant or whatever. So she's involved. Barry's there with her. They're kind of using it to scope out to see if maybe they can find the guy. Well, Barry ends up dying that night. He gets killed. Um, Helen ends up getting killed. Poor Helen. Oh my God. Her sister gave two fucks about her. Um, she really didn't care. Well, we already know from the beginning of the movie they don't like each other. Like, right. there were these scenes with the two of them together where it's like, okay, clearly they don't like each other. But, but she your really sister didn't is give a screaming, but bloody, mur busting, beating on the door. And you're just like, oh. <laughs> and she's like, bitch, I am getting killed. I'm, I'm about to get killed right now. And then she dies. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> you're like, Christ. you fucking suck as a sister. Like, you are terrible. You didn't give a Fuck about, oh my god, the sister's name is Elsa. That's crazy. I totally forgot that was Ellen's sister's name. <laughs> I knew I had a subconscious decision about that. Oh my god. So in between that, Julie goes back to visit Missy, David's brother, or uh, David's sister, rather. And Missy said that David did Kill, David actually did kill himself. It was out of the guilt. Okay, that's right. It was a car accident. It was out of the guilt of the death of his sister. Um, you mean girlfriend? Or girlfriend, right. So when she sees uh, the note that... So David supposedly left a note for Missy, his sister. And Julie realizes that it wasn't a suicide note. It was actually a death threat. So she's still confused into thinking that, uh, because Susie tells her, like, Missy tells her to leave because she's like, we didn't want to say it was a suicide because she wouldn't have gotten the insurance money. And that's mm -hmm. when she shows her this note that she held on to. And Julie's trying to tell her this isn't a suicide note. And Missy didn't know what she was talking about. She's like, get out of here. Uh, and so that happens. Barry gets killed. Elsa, Helen's, Helen's sister gets killed. Helen gets killed. Um, Julie finds an article that mentions Susie's dad. So Susie was David's girlfriend that was killed. And it mentions the dad's name was Ben Willis. That's when Julie realizes that Ben was actually who they killed. So Ben went up to that cliff that night and he killed David. And it was so easy to call it a suicide because David was already grief stricken about losing his girlfriend, who was Ben's daughter. He didn't give a fuck about that. He's like, I hold you responsible for all my daughter, by killing my daughter. So Ben 
killed, he knew David was going to be there. He killed him that night. And it just so happened that after he killed David and was walking across the street was when Ju Julie, Helen, and uh, Barry and Ray got involved and killed him. Can we talk about how cool of a storyline that is? That though? actually is kind of neat, though. Because you're, you're not like, just like shit. finding out that the killer is just someone avenging, you know, somebody's death. He's avenging his own almost death. Right. Because of what happened. Like, I love that that is the story behind it. So and you really, and what's kind of crazy is watching this over again. I don't, I don't know if I feel sorry for for Ben. No. I don't know how I feel sorry for Ben. I mean, I don't know how to feel I mean, I'm really like, sorry you lost your daughter, your daughter, but, daughter, but why like, are you killing somebody? Why would you somebody? kill this guy and then, I don't know. I don't blame you for coming back and killing the, I'm like, you guys really should not have run the guy over and covered up. Like, that's kind of fucked up. If somebody did that to me and, like, you best believe I'm gonna try to come back a year later and fuck them up. I mean, that's kind of crazy. Well, the shitty part is the fact that he's killing anybody in his path, really. Yeah. He's not... It's wild. Yeah, I guess, I don't know, maybe he feels he's like just he nothing... He's just fucking He just feels like he has nothing left to lose, so he's just, like... He's just pissed off. He's out. like, you know, I went out here to try to avenge my daughter and I almost got killed, so fuck everybody. So... When Julie goes to confront Ray about what happened and tell him we need to find, because at this point she doesn't know Barry and Helen are dead. Ray's acting kind of weird. He's like, come on the boat. Let's talk. I know we need to find them, but we need to talk. She sees his boat is named Billy Blue, puts two and two together as he was the one that came to see Missy and leaves. Because she's still not convinced of who exactly it was that they ran over that night. She knows about Ben Willis now. So she knows it's not David that they ran over. But now that Ray's acting kind of weird and the names match up, she's like really confused. This fisherman shows up, knocks Ray out as he's chasing after Julie and takes Julie onto his boat. That's when she finds on his boat pictures of Susie, friend, uh, photos and articles about her, about... <laughs> Ray about all of them. She's put two and two together that this has been. It's been it's been Ben Willis the whole entire time. He's been stalking them. He planned this entire thing. That's when she figures out that uh Helen and Barry are dead. Their uh their bodies are both on his boat. Um Ray comes back uh to consciousness and goes to rescue Julie. And um it's like whole big fight ensues. Uh, but when Julie and Ray are questioned by the police, um, they completely deny why he was trying to kill them. But they never, he got caught up in that rigging and mm -hmm. fell over. And when they brought it back up, he wasn't there. Yeah. So he did leave it open for a sequel because they never found Ben's body. So you're like, uh, okay. Ben has been tried to be drowned twice now and he just will not. So there's a scene at the end of the movie where now it's another year later where Julie is back in college. She's on the phone with Ray. Um, she's getting ready to get in the shower and she sees written I still know um, in steam on the shower door and this figure crashes through the glass and she screams 
that was a perfect way to end it. I thought that was kind of cool. Yes. Uh, I like that, the, the jump scare aspect of it. Um, Where you think all is good and fine and then it's not. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good concept. I, you know, and it didn't dawn on me until watching it again, like the whole story with David and seeing him mm-hmm. in the beginning and how they're like, why they go to Missy and you're like watching it all over again made me realize where Ben's role came into the whole thing of like, oh, that's why you were there. That's kind of what I forgot too. Yeah, I forgot all the whole like web of all of that. Yeah. I I remembered the hook killer and and that whole thing. Yeah the hook um, brought you back, didn't it? So sorry. (laughs) Um I keep doing it. It did. So, uh, just a year later. But wait, before we go in. Yeah, to, I was like, what do we... What are we rate... What do you rate this one? Out of hooks. What do you What do you rate this out of out of ten? Ten hooks. Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, you know, it had its... We talked about it. Out of, out of the frames, these aren't our favorites, you know, but it was... They were fun to watch. Um... I give it. Okay, IMDb said about a six. Uh, I'll give it a six and a half. That's what I was thinking. I was pretty solid. I'd give it a six, but I'm going to give it an extra half because of that storyline. And I love the storyline. Behind the killer. Yeah, I really, really love the storyline. I really and yeah, it. the kills were great. I really, like I said, I I love Max's kill. I honestly think Max's kill was the best in the entire thing. I agree, because it just went right through his. I love that chin, and I love I love I love that. I sound like a fucking psycho. I'm like I fucking love that man. That fucking hook right through the chin. Oh, it's the best. Um, also, it's really funny that in the movie, the guy, the killer, was wearing a slicker. The rain slicker and Julie found it at Ray's, like the same slicker, and she like legit thought it was him. And I'm over here like, why in the motherfucking hell would he be going after any of y'all? Like, not to mention the fact I'm like, they all work on fishing boats. Like that's gonna right. be a common. I'm like, he was with you. <laughs> like why? But anyway, like he's the whole time, the whole so, time. But I guess it's easy. Like if you could blame it on the boyfriend. Like being, you know, he's being creepy. Well, they got that from Scream. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because let's be real. So and it's so funny. I'm so sorry. It's well, so no, funny it's that funny. Scream Five played on that too because it's like well, and Kevin Williamson you're not wanting to um, wrote this. Wrote. Mm-hmm. I know what you did last summer. You're so. trying not to blame the boyfriend because you're like, this isn't gonna do the same trope. It did. Scream Five. It's not a spoiler. Everyone has seen Scream Five by now. Scream Six is the spoiler. Anyway, I really on. wanted to believe that it wasn't. I really did friend, too. Though. I was like, "Oh, don't do this again." I, it didn't bother. I mean, it, it it was good. It was good. I didn't mind that they did it, but I was sort of like, "Ah, fuck." I think they did it just because it was a reboot. And oh, because it just, was a boyfriend in let's the make first it a, one. Let's make it the boyfriend again. Like, let's keep exactly. But they also, I feel like, did it because that's who you're not expecting. Because you're like, "Are they really going to do this again?" They know what they're doing. That's true. They know exactly what they're like, doing. Because everybody's like, they're not going to make it the boyfriend. They're going to make it the boyfriend again. Make it the, always suspect the boyfriend. Every single time. Do we try to tell her? 
It did. I said, I don't trust that bitch. Do we be knowing? <laughs> Every time. So we have, I still know what you did last summer. Um, different director, different writer this time. Uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. do come back to reprise their original roles. Um, oh, and the actor Muse Watson. He played Ben Willis, so he comes back as well. Um, but now we have Brandy and Mackay Pfeiffer. I love seeing Brandy in this. I was, I, I really like Brandy in this. All about Brandy in the '90s. All about Brandy. Also, the woman still looks. She does incredible. If there is, if y'all want a single example of black don't crack, look up what Miss Brandy Norwood looks like now. That woman is. <laughs> she looks just as good, if not better, now than she did back when this movie came out. She's a fine one. Um, this movie did not do as well. It it got pretty negative reviews. I don't even think it grossed as much as it made. Um, I know it definitely got a lower IMDb rating. Uh, I mean, you know, and it's one of those things. It it listen. The first one did so well and left wide open for a sequel that people pretty well knew a sequel was going to happen. And uh, I love how not I that just... much lower. It got a four point. Seven, so I just just there's this isn't one of those movies that I just want to sit and watch. I'm gonna be straight oh up. no, um, I didn't. Hate I watched it. it twice, and that was that was about enough. That was about enough. I me. saw it the first time, and then I saw it the time you let me borrow it, and I'm like, oh, that's good. <laughs> like I don't hate it, but it's just. Totally forgot Jack Black was in it, and his. Oh my role god! Was, I was like, "Is that Jack?" His role was awful, oh, but oh. his death was amazing. Yes, his kill scene was. Great. I was like, "What are you doing here?" It was terrible. What are you it was doing such here? a trope. It was so bad. Is that the cop from Sinister? It was so <laughs> bad. Oh my god, the wig and everything. I was like, "This is." I this literally, is so for bad. a hot second, only figured out it was him because of his voice. Yeah. I was like, is that fucking... You wouldn't have known if it wasn't the... I, that's... I just... It jogged in my memory. That I was like... I totally fucking forgot. It's like me always forgetting Carrie Fisher's in Scream 3. I swear to God. Me forgetting that Adam Scott is in... Me forgetting that Tony Collette is in Krampus. Every time. And I watch that movie every, every year. year. I'm like, oh, Adam Scott. Tony Collette comes up and I'm like, oh yeah. All I do... Is cook for you. That fucking and all scene. I get is that That's fucking face on your face. On your face. That whole scene should have won an Oscar. Mm -hmm. Alex, just that whole scene. Alex refuses to watch Hereditary. I I get it. It's it's. But I up. told her I want but her it's to an watch amazing, that scene. It's an amazing movie, but it's fucked up. But that scene is incredible. That scene is. Everything. I describe some of that movie. That to is her, an and she's Oscar, like, there is no fucking way. That in is hell an I can Oscar that. winning scene. If you had no context, it didn't even have to be in a horror movie. That was just an incredible scene. I feel like also Florence Pugh was snubbed for her performance in Midsummer mm -hmm. for an Oscar. I also because she that did so much said, conveying with emotion on like she didn't even have to speak a lot. No. A lot of it was just her face and emotions. But you were gonna say I'm I do sorry. have something really funny about Florence though. Somebody made a comment about her Oscar dress and said, "This is what it looks like when I'm trying to fold my duvet cover." I 
<laughs> she is a gorgeous woman. But that dress did look like a blanket. It it looked like a really, it looked very, I'm hoping it was comfortable. I'll give it to it her looked, if she was comfy. If she was comfy, that's all that matters. Because it looked yes. really comfortable. She could just wrap up in that and take a nap. Maybe that's what she wanted really to do. She was like, I'm really, I'm tired. But like, I about died. <laughs> Somebody said that looked like me trying to fold my duvet cover. I said, please stop. I can't. I fucking <laughs> literally can't. Anyways. But, um, so now Julie and Ray are still together. But Julie is uh, in college in Boston. She's having these terrible nightmares after the murders. Her roommate is Carla, who's played by Brandy. And um, they get a phone call from a radio station where they win a vacation for Ford in the Bahamas. And if you know anything about anything, you would have known that it was already sus. When they it was asked like for the capital sus. of... Yeah. What was the what was the place? Was it Brazil? Oh, I'm almost. It had to be Brazil. I think it was the capital of Brazil. Because they, what, what did they that? say it was? I cannot remember. I'm My brain is sworn they said right it now. was Rio. Yeah, they I think said, they it, was said Rio. it was Rio, but that's not. That's not what the capital no. of Brazil. So it was just like from from the start. I was sitting us. there and I Googled it because I was like, I'm like 99% sure that's not correct. Especially when you find <laughs> out. Uh, um, well, and then there's just other stuff later on. Like when they get to the Bahamas, like it's lit. This is literally during hurricane season. hurricane season. And you're like, why the fuck would they get free tickets to the Bahamas during it is all hurricane sus. season? Like Everything is crazy. Sus. Um, so she, Julie really wants Ray to go. Ray decides not to go. Um, and he changes his mind later and him and his coworker drive out to Boston to surprise her. She's already left. Um, but it's, Ju uh, she decides to go with, so Carl's boyfriend, Terrell, goes, but he brings his friend, Will, who has always kind of been a friend with Julie, too, obviously has a crush on her. He's cute, but she's like, nope, Ray's my boyfriend. Even though people think, like, Carla thinks Ray's kind of flaky, but anyway. So Ray is driving on his way to meet her with his buddy, because he's going to plan on proposing to her. Um, what is it? Can I, can I just, can I just interject for a moment? What is it about movies and TV shows where when the guy starts acting super weird and odd, that's when he's about to propose? Why is that a thing? I, I don't know. And it's like, you look sus as fuck. It is like, such a trope. Please, please do not do that. It is such a trope that I've noticed thinking, recently. She's thinking you're either going to kill, you're going to try to kill her. And you're, could you imagine... You're you're alone with them and you're scared to fucking death because you think they're gonna kill you. And then you turn around and they're on one knee and they're like, "Will you marry me?" And I'm like, "Bro, what the fuck? <laughs> Why have you been acting like a like, fucking psychopath? Why right is now, my, that a thing?" I'll tell you right now, my my husband didn't do that, so that it it has to be. And I've never heard of any other. I've never heard of it in real life. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's a weird movie thing because it doesn't happen in real life. Because my husband didn't do that. 
I have never heard of anybody doing that. That's why I'm like, why is this a trope that I've noticed? It's a very, and I. Where the men start getting distant. And then they all of a sudden are like, I'm just wanting to propose to her, but they're being really distant. And I'm like, why is, why, why, why are you being distant? If you want to propose, yeah, it's going to make her question the chick everything. Either thinks that you're cheating on her, or that you're like getting ready to leave, or a serial killer, or something like you. You're Ted Bundy. You're out all hours of the night. She doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, you're giving off just you're you're giving off weird, uber fucking weird signals. Anyway, I was just I just wanted to ask that question. It is because I'm like, why is that a trope? Ray's been weird. I mean, like, both movies. Like, first movie. <laughs> it was the kill. I'm gonna be I'm honest with you. Kill. When he's like, I wanted to propose because I forgot this fucking entire film. When he's like, I want to propose, I literally was like, I have never once seen you guys act like an actual couple during any of these films. And yeah. There's no chemistry happening. Very and like, weird. And now you're gonna want to ask her to There really you. is, like, no chemistry between the two of them. And it was so fucking awkward at the end of the film when they actually had a house together and I'm like this is the most awkward thing I've ever seen in my entire fucking life. Oh my god the end was so <laughs> weird. And it was so abrupt and it was so just it was really weird. Well because in the first one even in the beginning of the first one it was just still because they were out of high school so it definitely seemed like this like very high school Which couple. Which is fine. That's but fine. then, like, they broke up, so there was just, like, this super weird trust dynamic through the whole thing, and then, boom, they're back together. Kind of a trauma bond. They've trauma bonded. That's what it is. And he's That's like, I'm exactly gonna marry what this is. They're, it's not, they've, they've trauma bonded. Because I was like, I don't that's, feel love in this relationship. That's why the chemistry is so fucking weird. Yes. That's what it we is. We, like... Kind of killed a guy twice. Let's get married and be together forever. <laughs> ex- I'm so glad you brought that up because now it finally clicked. It clicked. It finally clicked. It's like they have trauma bonded. You're right. That is what is holding them together. Because I'm like, I don't feel the, the chemistry, chemistry is. I don't feel love. Wrong. I feel like love on a different level in this relationship. Like you guys are like, really good friends. Like like, and <laughs> they were roommates. Like they were actual roommates. I'm like, y'all have a house together now, and you're living together and acting like. You've lived together for forever when I'm over here like y'all don't have it. chemistry. Like, I don't know what's happening. At all. I'm not I'm not I'm not seeing it, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> on their way to meet Julie, they see this they see somebody stopped in the middle of the road. They don't know if the guy's drunk, if somebody's broke down, they don't know what's going on. So when Ray gets out of the car. He sees it's a mannequin and he immediately is like, something's fucked up. And Ben appears with his hook and stabs. I'm like, what did the fucking co-worker, this poor guy, <laughs> stabs the co-worker with the hook. That was also a great kill scene. Yeah, it was. Um, and tries to run Ray down and Ray escapes, falls down a hill. So at this point, we don't know what's going on with Ray. Ray's we no idea. We have no idea what's happening. <laughs> So <laughs> we don't know what the hell is going on with that boy. Ray so is at this tripping. point, they uh, Julie, Carla, Terrell, Carla's boyfriend, and then the friend Will. They've all arrived in the Bahamas. They get to their hotel. They check in. I also love the fact that the entire time Terrell is just wanting to fuck the hell out of Brandy. Terrell is a hornball. The entire the movie. whole movie. The whole he movie, gets so he is thinking with his dick angry with Julie for having an because she's being a reaction. Cop. Yeah, 
And because Julie is being a cockwalk. So I mean, you're right. He doesn't give a fuck. And Brandy's like, anything. literally, fuck your dick. I she's am like, being I'm trying there to be my a friend, friend right yeah. now. She's, she's so trying. good for Brandy. So what is her name? Carla. Good for Carla. I'm like, what is um, even her name? Also, totally forgot. I, Jeffrey Combs just popped right? up in this movie. Totally fucking forgot. He's this like really perturbed uh, hotel manager. He just like could not be bothered with any of them because he tells them he's like, this is off season. Like everybody's leaving. It's we're gonna we're getting ready to bunker down and go through a fucking hurricane. And they're all like, what the fuck? Like how did we not know? And it's like, well, red flag. Everything's been kind of fucked up. So um, they meet the. Oh, what was his name? Oh, Titus. That was Jack Black's awful character. That was like the pool boy slash drug dealer slash whatever the fuck he was on that island. Whatever um, the hell that was. And uh, the dock hand. Um, okay. The dock hand that, they, that we see uh, when they first get there, uh, he gets killed by Ben. Um, or we think it's Ben. We don't know how Ben has made it to the island. I'm like, how the fuck did he get from Boston to the Bahamas that quick? Like, movie magic. What kind of red eye flight? He after, telemarketed. After telemarketed. He teleported. He <laughs> killed. Like he killed fucking Ray's friend, and then took a red eye. Do you know what's fucking, fucking hilarious? I never even thought once about that being weird. If that was Ben. Never it even. just now clicked in me where I was just like that why that's not because we 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 know we find out later it wasn't but you're like right hold up I should have done we get here if that's Ben <laughs> Ben literally hopped a red eye man he was literally like, you ever seen the movie red eye I mean this was that this was, was he was on that red eye I okay so this was before 9-11 so it was a lot easier to board a plane, you didn't have as much security to go through. So you know what? I mean, so this is the math is mathing. This really Ben really could have. He would have gotten from TSA in like two seconds because there wasn't. You didn't have to go before nine eleven. It was a lot easier. So you know the I, math is mathing. I am dead. Ben really could have gotten on that flight. <laughs> I didn't even think once about it. I was like, it's Ben. Now I'm like. And then at the end, when you find out it isn't, I never once thought about the fact that it wasn't. <laughs> it just... It's really going through my head. Now. <laughs> you know what? That motherfucker really could. Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, from Boston to the Bahamas, it's the middle of the night. Well? Well, there's an hour change, too, I believe. Well? Well? <laughs> Wait, and there were no direct... Wait, hold on. Because he would have had to fly from Boston to Florida. Unless there were direct flights. Maybe he had a private jet. Because if there was a layover, that would have been. Mm -mm, you're Maybe fucked. he had a private jet. You're fucked if there's a layover. It's like that. We're like Ben Willis had like, a private jet. Because I'm like I've I've been to the Bahamas, so I know since I know the Cincinnati North. It's Northern Kentucky Airport that <laughs> that CVG has direct flights to the Bahamas. But does Boston have direct flights? To I would Bahamas? say if a little because city of Cincinnati have... has that Cincinnati, then I would say Boston. Because I'm like, if there's a layover, he's fucked. That's not happening. Nah, he probably this... did a 
Maybe he drove to Cincinnati. <laughs> Maybe he flew to Cincinnati to the Bahamas. Maybe know? he drove to Florida and then it took I'm <laughs> knocking my glasses off. I'm so excited. <laughs> so wait a minute. You're telling me this motherfucker took 48 hours to drive to Boston race to Florida. Truck. <laughs> what was gas in 1998? If gas probably a what kind of truck something. was that? What was the mileage it got? So if we think <laughs> I love that we're trying to figure this out and it wasn't even him. It like wasn't. It wasn't even him. It wasn't even him. But we're like, you know what? This It could have happened. This motherfucker had a private chat. It could have fucking happened. So Julia singing karaoke in the bar. All of a sudden the words, I still know what you did last summer, pop up on the karaoke screen. And Am she's I like, the only person that ever fuck? sees the name of a movie in the movie or the name of a song in the song? so and I'm funny. Like, that's why it's called this. I did. I did in both movies. I'm like, I did. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hey, hey. Like, you oh, see, that's the title of you the see what You see what they did there? <laughs> Jesus Christ, I swear. <laughs> no. Anyway. She goes back to, and again, the disappearing dead body. I'm telling you, that's one, if that's one thing these two movies are known for is the disappearing dead body. I just want to say Tim. The very Tim, elaborate Tim. Who dead, the fuck is Tim? The very <laughs> elaborate dead body, and then it's just gone. Ben is a fucking hook. If he is able to get rid of all of the evidence and these bodies within minutes, this man is a hook. Like, dude, I don't know what you're doing. Steroids, like, I guess. We need, we need lessons. <laughs> just covering it. No blood traces. <laughs> nothing. No fingerprints. He stabs him with a hook and somehow there's no blood nothing. in there. There's okay. nothing. So the dock hand that you saw earlier when they first arrived he gets killed um, well actually in this one it isn't even been and the motherfucker who is actually doing it it doesn't make sense <laughs> so Max, i'm like he was just you were just here so <laughs> like everybody saw you here what at least the yeah. scream it made sense so there was a lot in this one that just didn't didn't make sense at all totally doesn't make sense um, she finds, okay, so then there's a, there's a housekeeper that finds bloody sheets. She's also killed. Julie goes back to her room, notices some things are missing. And then all of a sudden she finds Derek dead in the closet. She finds the, the, um, the, the deckhand. She goes, she starts screaming. She goes to find everybody. And when they come back with the hotel manager, his body's gone. No sign of his body anywhere. And she's like, I'm not crazy. And the hotel manager's like, everybody just thinks she's crazy. They don't know what the hell's going on. I love how um, Wikipedia right here, just straight up out of the middle of, it says, the hotel manager refuses to believe her story. By the pool, Titus is murdered. Ray, who has survived, has out to rescue Julie. It's, it's the one sentence, Titus is murdered. We just gotta make sure we that you guys know that. Jack Black is killed with Titus. We wanted to be done with him. He was kind of annoying. As much so. as I love Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, so Titus is dead now. Um, That was important. Yeah, we're done with Titus. Uh, we're done with Titus. <laughs> Titus came, he went, he's gone. Even though the kill was, was great. His mm -hmm. kill was great. So, the whole time... Shit's been weird. Nobody has any idea what the hell's going on. Just all these people... <laughs> 
people start dying. They're finding the dead bodies. Um, Tyrell's trying to get fucked. He's he's still he's, trying to fuck. Like Julie's out um, here trying to figure out what the hell's happening, and he's like, "Y'all are cock blocking me." Because now at this, they they don't believe her until they find, um, Olga dead, Titus dead. And Mr. Brooks dead, who is the hotel manager. This actually happened when Julie Julie and Carla were in the gym. Carla was working out. Julie went into the tanning bed. Ben and Terrell were... What were Ben and Terrell doing? I was trying to... Or Terrell and... Uh, they were going to go talk to Esther. Yes. Yeah. That's right. They were trying to find him mm -hmm. because he also works at the hotel. He's this mm -hmm. older man. Everybody's kind of suspicious of him. They don't really know what's going on. Um, so when, uh, well, they find out he's yeah. been doing voodoo on him, and Julie, which everybody thinks, Julie oh no, it's him, in, right? Julie's locked into the tanning bed. Um. Carla gets attacked mm -hmm. and that's when they come and get Julie out and they've all figured out all these other people are dying. So they're like, okay, something's going on. We know Julie isn't making this up. There's something that's going crazy. So Estes um, has been doing voodoo. He tells them he's been doing voodoo to protect them. It's actually not to harm them. Um, Which is correct. So, and then he explains to them that their radio, he tells them that their radio station answer was wrong, that this was, you know, there was a reason that they were brought here. Something happened. Um, Ben's name, this, when she mentions that it's Ben, she tells the story that Ben didn't actually die, that they, that he was, he's still out there somewhere. Uh, Carla didn't know this. She's like, why did you keep this from me? Um, and that's when Estes says that he, uh, he knows Ben. So I guess, I guess Ben got around. Um, Ben apparently worked at the hotel and lived there with his wife and his two children. Yeah, so he now had know, a son so now and a daughter. had a son and a daughter, not just the daughter from the first So we're movie, like, who this boy? That he murdered his daughter, his, he murdered his wife who is buried on the island and uh after the affair happened and then went missing with his two kids now we know there are two kids so Estes goes missing will volunteers to find him um and ray is now he's Still on his way to the island. He's on a boat now trying to get... He literally held somebody up on, at gunpoint. He's, he's back like, on a boat again to get Julie. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> so Julie, Carla, and Terrell go back to the hotel. They find the bartender, Nancy, hiding in the kitchen. Um, They're having this whole back and forth going on. Terrell is still talking about Maddie's not getting booty. And literally right in the middle of that, Ben comes down and... Kills him. So now Terrell's gone. Um, Carla, Julie, and Nancy, the bartender, all run away. Uh, they get up. Oh, okay. So they actually, they end up, I'm trying to remember how they actually ended up on the, um, 
where she fell through the glass. What is it? Like a greenhouse or something? They're like in I'm an gonna attic. I'm going to be honest. I forget. They're in like an attic part. Mm -hmm. And they're having like to go through these two by fours and they slip. And then Carla falls and slips through. Um, and she's attacked by Ben. Um, okay, I'm trying to... Nancy... I am genuinely forgetting the entire I'm, ending to this film. I'm totally forgetting this part. Like, I'm blanking... This I'm, whole I'm part. I'm blanking on when... Na I literally just watched this yesterday. I'm, bl and I'm blanking on when Nancy, Julie, and... Uh, Carla are running away from him because I, mm -hmm. I see that part. The green. Okay. Anyway, they eventually end up making it. They get back to the hotel and find Will there bleeding, saying that he's been attacked by Estes. But then we find out in a scene that actually Will hit Estes and attacked him. Um, Nancy. And yeah, Carla, I love it. He was like, "This is not my blood," and you're like, "Oh God!" You're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> so she's cleaning him off, and she's like trying to find a wound, right? And she's like, "Oh mm -hmm. Jesus!" Then you find out, you're like, "What the fuck?" So now we know. So now we know it was actually him that this it's whole been time. Will doing this this whole because Will is Ben's boy. And you're like, "What the fuck?" And then Ben actually does show up. <laughs> so he finally got there. <laughs> Nancy and Carla get away. But then they find Estes. Now, they still don't know about Ben yet because they want to go get a first aid kit. Estes shows up impaled with a harpoon. He's dying. He falls on Nancy. And then Ben in the rain slicker comes and stabs it through. So now Nancy and Estes are completely dead. I think that kill is really cool, actually. That kill was great. It was just kind of like an ode to Friday the 13th to me. Yes. The Kevin so now Bacon kill. Will is dragging Julie through the woods saying, you know, you're a hard one to like, whatever, whatever. And then um, you realize he was the one that called uh, as the radio host. Um, so you just, you find out he was behind the whole thing. When he drags her in the woods, that's when she finds out why he was doing this. Because the son that Estes mentioned earlier that Ben Willis had is Will. Will Benson, Ben's son. Hi, Dad. <laughs> We're like, <laughs> you're like, this is fucking terrible. What the? F that was so. That was terrible. Bad. I was like, Will Benson, Ben's son. Do you what? know what the like, bison, what the terrible. buffalo said to his son when he left for college? Bison. No. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so we don't know what's going on with Carla. We hope she's okay. Um, but at this point, um, we know we now know I, I'm still we're listen, the argument is still out there how the fuck uh Ben got there so quick. We don't know. We have no idea. If he has a private jet, we don't know what kind of money this man's got. We don't know what's going on. So Ray shows up. Everybody's fighting. There's a whole thing. Ben accidentally, or Will accidentally kills his dad when Ben tries to stab Ray. He accidentally shoots him. So then Julie shoots Ben and father and son are finally gone. But are they? At least we think. We don't know. <laughs> uh, we find out that Carla is okay. 
and the Coast Guard shows up. Because the whole time, like, they, they don't have a radio. That's right. Mm-hmm. But uh, while Ray is on his way there, he's calling the Coast Guard. I don't know how in that little bitty ass boat either. I'm just still trying to figure out how everybody made it from Boston to the Bahamas. The timeline in these movies <laughs> never work. They work they right never along work. with the, uh, the X-Men movies. Where time doesn't exist. It kind of reminded just... me like Freddy versus Jason. Remember there's that whole thing where they're like driving the <laughs> van to 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 Springwood mm-hmm. and I almost said Haddonfield. I'm like, no, I'm getting my movies mixed up. Springwood. <laughs> and they're driving it from L or no, they have to get from LA to Springwood and then from Springwood to fucking New Jersey. We're fucking the timeline's not working in this fucking van. I'm like, gas. Nobody stops to get gas. Nobody stops to pee. There's nothing. How are you making it all across the country? These, these, these movies, you, you got me. I don't there know. is no time. Now that's the only thing I'm thinking about in this whole movie is how in the world did any of them, Ray or Ben, get from Boston to the Bahamas that fucking quick? How did Ben get there before fucking Ray? It's the time, the, the timeline's not timing. No, it's, it's not, not mathing. It's not at all. I'm I'm thoroughly confused. I love how this says sometime later Ray and Julie get married. Like it's just insinuating. And buy a home. And buy a whole ass home. And I Ray is I love this. We also have to think about how how housing markets were back then, guys. Because as far as we know, Ray still has the shrimp boat, crab boat, whatever job. Julie <laughs> has no job. But they can afford this house. Anyway. Um, this was also a 97. He also had to pawn Eight. his ring to get the gun. Remember? Mm-hmm. He had to pawn the ring to get the gun, but they could afford a whole ass house. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so he's brushing his teeth. Timelines are still not time. And the bathroom door is locked while he is occupied. Julius sits down on the bed and looks in the mirror, seeing Ben underneath. She screams as Ben pulls her from under the bed, which ends the movie, thus leaving the audience questioning if the attack was real or one of Julie's nightmares. Dun dun. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I did not have this correct. I didn't have. Um, can you read that again, please? Can you read? Can you read that again, please? <laughs> she screams as Ben pulls her under the bed, which ends the movie, thus leaving the audience questioning if the attack was real or just another of Julie's nightmares. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta love Wikipedia sometimes. That was just perfect. It's it's how fucking absolutely dramatic that was that I was that like, just... I need ended so perfectly it really fucking did oh my god okay so out of 10 hooks <laughs> yeah out of 10 hooks what are we hooking this one or writing this one <laughs> i think the fact that i would watch the first one again and probably not watch this one again i think i'm gonna give it a four and a half i wanted to give it a five but now even going back and talking about it again, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I really like this. I'm giving it a four. I'm giving it four hooks out of ten. Just so 
so much about it. Because I'm really not planning on ever watching this movie it, ever You again. know what it feels like? Like they've done with a lot of sequels when the original movie does so well. The sequel just gets thrown together so quick. And that is exactly what seems like happened. Because it was a totally different writer, totally different director. This movie was all over the place. It was such a muddled. Apparently, everybody was. It was just such a muddled mess. It just really, really, really didn't make any sense. I, I just, it just was not making any sense. Like, you would have thought in the first movie, it would have been mentioned somewhere, anywhere, even casually, for no reason that Ben Willis had more than one kid, especially since his daughter the role of his daughter plays such an integral part because the whole reason why he was doing what why he did what he did was is because his daughter was killed and or his daughter died horribly so it just this movie was just so thrown together it just really 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 didn't make any sense and i i do i think it was a victim of what happens in a lot of these film series where nobody asked for a sequel but the fact that the first one did so well commercially, then they're like, well, you know what? You know what we could probably do? We could do another one. We could do another one. <laughs> that was not the decision. Really didn't. Yeah, it didn't do anywhere close to what the first one did. And um I, as as a whole um, as a whole of a movie, I didn't Ooh, hate it. But this it, critic said it's terrible, boring, predictable, and bereft of thr- bereft of thrills or chills. I still know what you did last summer is exactly the kind of rehash that gives horror sequels a bad name. Ugh, it's not that great. It's not the Ugh, worst sequel I've ever seen. It's really not, but it wasn't great. <clears throat> Even so, the director of the original from the the director of I Know What You Did Last Summer, so it was a different director um, than the sequel. He's his thoughts on it were I thought it wasn't the right story, I didn't like the premise, it kind of killed the franchise a little bit. They had a chance to do something a bit different, and for me, it didn't work. Um, it was really strange, it was just it, it was it was very weird. I, I don't I, I, I don't like know. Like, in all reality, what was the plot? Like, really, what was the plot? There was none. There really yeah. wasn't a plot. There, It was super weird. Also, if I was... I don't understand. I, I feel like she kind of got, like, guilt-tripped into going to the Bahamas in the first place. Like, she really, really, really did not want to go without Ray. I didn't like that either. If yeah. I was really that serious with somebody, I'm like, no, I want them to come to the Bahamas with me. I don't want this rando guy that I just met and I'm... But he had to go because he was at Benson. So weird. And he had to be there. It was just weird. And I'm over here like, okay, well, what if he wasn't there? Would he have just showed up, like, randomly? Like, what if... Well, it didn't go with the script, so whatever. I, yeah. Anyway, I, I, it, this movie was definitely made for the money, and it didn't, it didn't even come close to what the original movie did. And um, I'll always know what you did last summer didn't exist. So no, 
Um, no. Real, um, real quick, I have found this article on the reboot. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. casts doubt on his return because he hasn't been presented with an offer. Oh. So this is a little bit of info if you guys haven't heard about this when yet. When was that article? Because two announced... hours ago. Oh, okay. Because they 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 announced they didn't announce it was in it was last month. It was mm -hmm. February that it was announced. Um, because when it come out that there there was a script written by Leah McKendrick, Jennifer Caton Robinson is supposed to be set to direct, but um. It was just mentioned that Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. were in talks. It didn't say anything definitively. Right. So it says, um, hold on. So <clears throat> in his words, he said, I have been offered nothing. They just said that to get people excited. I haven't spoken to anyone at the company. My agents haven't received an offer from them. I had a conversation with the director a few days after they announced that just to be like, yo, what the hell? Why are they saying I'm going to be in a movie I'm probably not going to be in? And she said, let me pitch you the idea. So she's spoken to me about the idea, but I haven't said yes, nor have I received an offer. And Jennifer Love Hewitt is nowhere in this article. So I am guessing it's still happening, but I God, it kind of so. seems <laughs> like with her pitching him the idea... It's going to be a hot minute before it actually happens, I, I feel like. And here's the thing. I feel like they could do it. I feel like they could do it. I mm -hmm. feel like they could make it happen. I feel like it would be really, really, really well done. I just, I think they've got, they have got to have the right script. Yeah. I, I think, agree. I think if Freddie read, I think if they had a really good script and Freddie read the script and Jennifer read the script. I I think that also it would, you know, I've never heard either one of them say that they had any problems together while shooting the movie, that no. they didn't get along or anything like that. The only thing I heard was that the original I just found I just read this today and I was telling Casper about it earlier that the original director, uh Jim Gillespie, who directed I Know What You Did Last Summer, that was like his first major movie. He did a few movies after that that I've never in my life ever heard of and probably will never watch. And Freddie Prince Jr. said that he almost quit acting because of how terrible this guy was to him. Just treated him, treated him like crap. Uh, apparently, he was not his first choice. He, uh, The production company wanted Freddie Prince Jr. to play Ray. Jim Gillespie wanted uh, Jeremy Sisto to play Ray. He was in May. He was in uh, Cruel Intentions. Or not Cruel Intentions. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Not Jeremy Sisto. What the fuck movie was he in? You, we literally were just talking about it. Clueless. Clueless. Thank you. We are clueless. Okay. Jesus, my nineties <laughs> movies are all running into each other. Um, he wanted Jeremy Sisto to play Ray, and that is not who the producers wanted. So Jim Gillespie just treated him like shit because. And I, we were talking about this. A lot of directors do feel like they lose con creative control of their movies when the producers step in, but that still gives you no excuse whatsoever to treat your actors like dickheads. Nope. So, um, but I've never, you know, otherwise he said it was a great experience. He met his wife. <laughs> you know, that's how him and Sarah Michelle Gellar ended up together. So, um, I think if him and, 
I think if him and Jennifer Love Hewitt get along, got along, didn't have any problems, and the script is right, I think they would be, uh, I think they would come back. Yeah. I think they would. Because she's still acting. I, the thing is, I don't know if Freddie Prince Jr. is still acting. Has he decided to, um, he was doing some voiceover stuff for I Disney. I have no idea what I he's doing. I don't think he's been I don't think he's really been acting though. Oh, he did a he just did a Christmas movie last year. Oh no. That, that doesn't count. Usually when they do Christmas movies, they're desperate for money. It's kind of the beginning of the end. Uh <laughs> is it the beginning of the end? When they, he was in Clerks Three? Did I tell is that Clerks Three? I forgot all about that. Um <laughs> like I totally forgot about it. So yeah, I I don't I don't know what he's been up to lately. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt's been doing things here and there. He's been doing. She's been on a TV show. Okay, I just looked up for the last since 2012. He has been doing a lot of voice roles, except for last year when he did Clerks Three and a Christmas movie called Christmas with You. But um, Mass Effect. Paragon Lost, he did a voice. Oh, he's been in Mass Star, Effect. Star cool. Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, he did a voice. Nice. Um, so yeah, he's been doing a lot of voiceover stuff. Mm. Um, hey, listen, I'm I'm all for it. I am all for it. I love it. Um, so yeah, I I want to see it happen. I would love to see it happen. I think with the right script, they could make it happen. Um. I think there's still fans. I think there's still enough fans out there of I Know What You Did Last Summer that they would really, really like to see. Uh, I do feel like that the original movie is very much a cult classic. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like we said, you could totally, totally act like the sequel never even happened and the first movie as a standalone still has enough of a following. Oh, hell yeah. So, um... So here's to hoping that the reboot does that the happen. reboot happens. I hope it happens. But uh yeah. That's all we had for yes. tonight. <clears throat> That's all I had. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry, I have phlegm. All the phlegm. That's okay. That's just perfect timing. <laughs> all right, guys, we hope you enjoyed tonight. Um again, like we said, I cannot believe we had never talked about these movies before, but I'm glad we did. I hope the sequel happens. And uh, I know what you did last summer is currently streaming on Netflix. And the sequel you can't, can't find, find anywhere. Unless you support your local library. In all like reality, you don't need to. I mean, you don't really need to. If you literally just see the first one, you're fine. You're fine. You're totally, you're 100%. totally fine. So I'll let you announce what next, next week's week is. Next <clears> week, <throat> we are going to be talking about, uh, I've been wanting to talk about this. I watched a really great documentary series last year on the Sundance channel about this. Um, and it, I, it blew my mind that I had literally never heard of the story before. Never heard of it. Didn't know anything about it. Um, and you know what? I'm excited to talk about this because it is, it's worth talking about. It's worth knowing about. And I'm just always fascinated with anything to do with cults because cults are never going to die. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> 
we're, they are not. I think we're seeing more of them now than we ever have. And I, I just don't think it's ever going to go away. Um, so we are going to be talking about, oh, in case anybody wants to watch the documentary, I am not sure where it's streaming now. Like I said, I watched on Sundance channel, but it's called Ministry of Evil. The Twisted Cult of Tony Alamo. That's what it's called. So if anybody can find it, if you guys want to watch it, it's it's What's worth it watching. It's really good. Ministry of Evil, The Twisted Cult of Tony Alamo. So we are going to be talking about Tony and Susan Alamo in the Alamo. It looks like it says Alamo, but it's pronounced Alamo. The Tony and Susan Alamo Christian Foundation. Um... This was most definitely a cult. It was fucking crazy. Uh, this guy had child brides. They believed in just the, the, it was wild. The story is really, really, really crazy. Um, and it's one I had never heard of till I watched the documentary. But, um, you know, it, it's... I, I feel like all of these Bibles kind of Bibles, all of <laughs> 40th slip. I feel like all of these cults kind of have like the same, they, they always have the same premise. It's always like one crazy guy that's wanting to get rich. That's a narcissist that wants to have control over people. And they usually find somebody else to group with, or it's just them. And they just prey on really vulnerable people that, just want to find faith, want to find answers, whatever. And before you know it, there's child abuse. There's just all this wild stuff going on. And it is, it's, it's a wild story. They're all wild stories. But if you've never heard of this one, it's pretty crazy. The guy had a clothing line for a while where he was making these rhinestone coats and he was actually famous. Like Michael Jackson had one, Dolly Parton had one fucking like he had a whole, clothing line okay it was like a big it was like the i mean he was like like mainstream people kind of knew him. i think like country music stars there were like oh i'm trying to think back especially so this back guy then, was like, like big, but they like, were like right they were like rhinestone jean jackets that would have been like really popular in like the wow. 70s and early 80s come you find out you find out during the documentary they were made by child labor. Nice. That the children of the people that were part of this cult, they were like little kids, blisters on their fingers and stabbing. It was like sewing by hand these rhinestones into these coats. It was little kids doing this. The story's wild. The whole fucking story. So is are crazy. you telling me that they put the diamond in the coat? I put the coat on. <laughs> I put the diamond in the coat. I put the coat on her. <laughs> perfect. All right, perfect. my dudes. Well, um, of course, you know, we have all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, all at DFWTO podcast. Handle is DA, oh, okay. DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, want to say hey, or have any suggestions for the podcast, please email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. Also, please give us a follow and subscribe on Podbean, Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. Uh, give us a review. Follow us, subscribe. Uh, you'll always know when we put up new episodes out. 
And also, last but not least, please go check out our merch. Uh, 20% off until the end of April for spring. Use code SPRING20 to get 20% off your order. And you will get some cool shit. Because we have cool shit. Is that everything? I think we got it. Okay. Well, I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Yes. Um, we are going to be seeing Scream next week. Um, we have so avoided exciting. pretty much everything. We've avoided all spoilers. I have heard the twist is absolutely amazing. I can't wait to see it. Um, hopefully the twist is a little bit better than the last Scream because I was a little a little down by that. But I was like, I genuinely hope Kirby is the killer. I I don't know why I want that to be just a thing. Give, I just kind of want that to be a thing. Give the people what they want. That's what we want. Just give the people because it's what we wanted in four. That's what we've 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 been waiting. We've been we've been very patient. I want to see Hayden Panettiere lose her fucking mind. I'm <laughs> happy to see her coming back. Period. She yeah. has been going through some shit lately. If you guys don't know, and I am just really, really, really I'm glad she happy did to see her. I'm very back. glad. I'm so happy. And she and looks. This is the role that she's back in. Yeah. Fucking get it, Hayden. Yes. Fucking get it. All right, guys. Well, we love you. Thanks again for all your support. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Only sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you can. If it works. If it works. If it works, you do it. <laughs> not in Child's Play 2019. If not, leave it alone. But if not, just leave it up. Just don't. Just stop. Stop it, Ron. <laughs> stop. <laughs>